Marhaba, and welcome to the Matrix Green Pill, where real people connect. Hello, and welcome back to the Matrix Green Pill podcast. I am Hilmari Hutchison, and today I am so excited to introduce the founder and chairman of Oro24, the man with a golden vision, as they say, Atif Rahman. Atif, welcome and thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Elberi. It's my pleasure to be on your show. It's a pleasure to have you. Some of our listeners might already know your story, but for those who don't, could you please introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you and how you ended up in the UAE. I was uh, born and uh, brought up in a small city called Patna in Bihar, which is a state in India. It's quite famous for a few things. And uh, one of the things is first president of India was our immediate neighbor, the independent India. So the first president was our independent, immediate neighbor. And uh, that's, uh, I think, one of the most famous things about the city. That's where I was born and brought up. While I was going through my early life, uh, which was mainly and mostly spent with my grandfather, he was a gold medalist civil engineer and he was chief engineer of public work department. Uh, So his uh, daily routine was to build buildings, bridges, roads, stadiums, secretariats and everything. And uh, I was quite fortunate, uh, to be honest, uh, to have uh, had the opportunity of living my early life with him until he passed away in 96. And uh, I think, uh, you know, what I know about construction and then more importantly about life, about uh, being a reasonable and acceptable human, I think I owe it to my grandfather. That's where I learned it from. I completed my schooling, went to the university in BIT, it's Berlin Institute of Technology, where I graduated in computer science. It was in 2004, 2005 that I landed in UAE, I think uh, Dubai mainly, and uh, that's where the journey started for my stint in uh, Dubai. And uh, I think there's been no looking back. It's been one of the fantastic cities and uh, I've seen it grow as a city. So consider myself belong to Dubai than any other city. So that's how it is. And uh, doing a little bit of construction and business. That's about me, a simple man, very ordinary man. So interesting. Well, I will say you are incredibly fortunate to have had that experience and the opportunity to grow up spending quality time with your grandfather. That's excellent. I mean, these days with us, you know, everyone all over the world, we are so fractured with our families because one lives in this country. I mean, with my own family, I mean, we live in three different countries. And I know many of my colleagues, their families all live all over the world. So you have those very rare holidays together, but it's very limited for the extended family to really bond and get to know each other on those short holidays. I totally, totally agree with what you said. And then that's priceless. I think, you know, for any human, what uh, really holds you together through your life is your upbringing. Having spent with uh, people who are uh, not just successful, but uh, they're formidable, they're substantial in their identity. I think it makes a huge impact on your life. I totally agree with you. Let's talk about an award you won recently. You were awarded one of the top 30 self-made men. Congratulations, first of all. And let's uh, talk about that. What was that about? As I said, uh, while I was receiving the award, I think uh, everyone is a self-made man and yet no one is a self-made man because I can't forget my mother who brought this world, you know, so I'm not self-made. I was made by my father and my mother. And then everyone who I encountered through my life, I think uh, they've had contribution and who I am and what I am today. It'll be wrong for me to just uh, say that I'm a self-made man. I took that award on behalf of everyone who contributed to me 
being what I am today, including my critics, because they helped me understand what are my limitations, what are my shortcomings. Yes, it was very nice to receive that award. Felt uh, overwhelmed and humble at, at the same time. And I think I owe it to everyone who's contributed to what I am today. Well, it's certainly a testimony to your achievements to have been recognized in that way. So that's also nice that you got that. I know that you have a mission and a passion to provide real estate solutions for all. Let's talk about that. Can you explain what that is about? What I've always believed, Helmeli, that uh, like education and healthcare, uh, real estate and construction is a noble industry. I truly believe that, uh, you know, it's really great if you get the opportunity of building someone's home or uh, someone's workplace. It's a very unique opportunity and it's a noble initiative, a noble cause. If you look at the number of people who are homeless, it's a tremendous amount of people who are homeless and uh, there are a lot of people who aspire to, I think pretty much everyone aspires to buy their own home and build their own home. And uh, I've always believed that real estate is a natural part of every human life because you're born in a hospital, which is a real estate. You grow up in a house, which is a real estate. You go to a school, which is a real estate. You start working or you go to university, you start working, which is also a real estate that you operate from. It's a very natural and organic part of every human life. It has very huge impact on on every human life, the kind of real estate you live in, you work from. As I said, it's a noble cause. If uh, It's a noble industry for me. If you get the opportunity of uh, building people's home and their offices, and uh, we try to bring the best. And, uh, I remember in one of the interviews, uh, they asked me, what is the secret behind a success? And I explained that we just focus on one thing, which is making better property at better value and better price. That's it. So there's no rocket science behind it. That's a trade secret. We exert a lot of effort in reimagining how people can live or how people can use the real estate, ensure that we are meeting uh, most of their requirements and necessities and needs without any doubt. Uh, We have to make it pocket friendly. We have to make it affordable for people to be able to acquire it. So this is one of those things that if you create a great product, have a great brand, but if it is not affordable, it's of no use. It's not really benefiting the consumer. So being consumer sensitive commercially, it's very, very important. So that's what we try to do. And uh, that's where I find my passion and mission in building this organization as a real people sensitive organization where we're helping change people's lives. As you say, a real noble cause because that is what everyone wants, their own little space to call theirs. Yes. When you arrived in Dubai, did you get straight into construction or how did your journey progress? If you recall uh, that era in Dubai, it was all you were doing is real estate. It was all about real estate. So it was nothing else but real estate happening, real estate and construction. And uh, people will talk about how the real estate prices are going up and then uh, how many hundreds and thousands of cranes that are being brought into Dubai. I remember one of the reports which used to say that 20% of the cranes from the entire world are actually stationed in Dubai during that time. So yeah, I was like naturally getting into that. It's something that I knew and that is what was happening uh, in the industry. And so it was very natural progression going into real estate and construction back then. It was a very interesting start because uh, the industry was totally different from what it is today. It was straight into construction and real estate and we started from there. So when did you start Aura 24? So Oro 24, I started uh, exactly in October of last year. That's where I found uh, a kind of a new definition or redefinition of uh, the real estate industry in my mind. Where I felt that Dubai for me as a city and UAE in large as a country has progressed. And it's no more an emerging economy. It's a developed and developing and developed economy and country where people find not just uh, a place where you can come work on some money and go back, but a place where you can truly live. You owe it to the 
trade infrastructure, the lifestyle, the security, and also the trade liberalization that happened over the especially last five years, the immigration reforms. I think in all of it, the most important thing, the crisis management during pandemic, which has created a reinforced belief in people and the expat community for living and having their life in UAE. And that's where I felt that we need to transform the way we are doing real estate. We have to progress towards innovative real estate. We have to come up with more diverse real estate solution. And that's where I found Oro 24. Oro is the Italian of gold and 24 is the 24 carat. So my vision is from the city of gold, 24 carat gold real estate in every aspect. That's how the company happened in October 21. And here we are, we've launched the project. It's been great. Wow, congratulations. I mean, it's moving fast. So that's incredible. I know you said you created Oro 24 because you could see something different, a different vision. So what is unique about Oro 24? I think everything about this company is unique. I've put in uh, two decades of my experience and wealth in this organization. I think uh, this is the eighth organization that I'm setting up. And uh, for one, I don't have any partners. So I'm trying to live my dream of creating a people-sensitive organization, which is driven by value, which is uh, driven by it being human-sensitive. Everything about this organization is different. I, when you enter the office premises, our headquarters, you'll find it different. And uh, not one, but everyone, absolutely 100% of people who have visited our headquarters, they felt that this is something different, totally different. We have a very different atmosphere in the office. It's very youthful. It's very energetic. So most of my management, we are all 40 plus people, 45 above people, but we're very youthful energy in our passion. And uh, you would experience there's music the entire day. There's no brick wall or gypsum wall. There's no block wall inside the office. It's all class walls. We really communicate the transparency that we maintain in the organization. We have our own coffee shop. We have our own restaurant. We have our library, health club, cinema. So it's very, very different corporate office or corporate headquarters that you would generally find in UAE. There onwards, when you look at our diversity, our vision, our approach towards real estate, our approach towards uh, processes and systems, our approach towards consumer, our approach towards our corporate life, our approach towards uh, developing this real estate, it's totally different. It's very unique. I would really say it's focused on, towards innovative real estate with a lot of financial engineering and everything about Oro24 is different. Sounds fantastic. You mentioned a couple of words in there. So is Oro24 real estate development or is it real estate investment? You're doing development, you have to be into real estate investment because you would have land acquisition and you would acquire a lot of real estate to be operating this business. Development, investments uh, naturally are part of this uh, organization. We found a great opportunity in a gap that exists in the industry. Uh, we've uh, forward integrated this business. So it also comes with the facilities management. So it's development, facilities management, and real estate investments. So you really cover the whole gambit that's involved. Yep, absolutely. What would you say were some of the challenges you faced during the initial stages of setting up Oro24? I truly believe as an entrepreneur or a businessman, you don't talk about integrity, hard work and everything because that's something which is by default expected in you. For me, it's a combination of three things, intention, vision and courage. Every day is a challenge because you, when you look at the landscape of today's corporate world, we are a global village. You get impacted by several factors, geopolitical, economic. I mean, everything has impact on business today, not just uh, the local industry and local competitors and the local economy. Every day, I don't look at it as a challenge or a, or a hurdle, but I look at it as an opportunity. And that's where it kind of uh, pushes us to raise the bar and create new benchmark and come up with new solutions and new ideas. You know, Invariably, when you look at uh, business life and especially at the top, for me and my top 
top management. I think it's all about creating solution, finding solution. Every day is a new challenge, a new opportunity. The trade liberalization has happened in UAE. It has become far more easy to set up your business over here. It's dramatically easy setting up your businesses and, and opening your bank accounts. My experience of over two decades and my relationship makes a huge difference. It makes life easy in defining the vision and creating an infrastructure that makes things possible. But I don't see, to be honest, we've had a rocking start to the business. Let me put it this way, Elmer, you know, if you look at it in timeline, it's less than eight months time. We did our trade license, opened our bank accounts, we built our headquarters, which is spread across 20,000 square feet. Everything is bespoke. We were very, very clear that we don't want to take anything off the shelf because we wanted to display our vision and our ability in real estate through our headquarters. We kind of shortlisted our first project and launched it two months ago. We had 92% sold out as on date. That is despite the fact that I declined seven offers of full building purchase. It's not just another real estate project, a brick and mortar real estate. It's a fully integrated community that we have a gated complex that we've launched with six buildings, including 620 apartments and a host of amenities, which includes badminton, paddle tennis, lazy river, Lunch pool, main pool, it's got outdoor cinema, squash court, health club, party hall, we've incorporated pet zone. So really a lifestyle-driven real estate outside, very functional apartment, a large-scale project. So I mean, all of this has happened in less than eight months' time. Wow, that is incredible. It is incredible. And I think uh, there are two ways you can exist in the corporate world. Either we sit and complain about the challenges and the hurdles, or second, which is our way, we wake up every morning and we go out there to find a solution and make it happen. When you go with that approach, you never feel challenged or handicapped with any situation or people. You just go out there, you find your solution, and you move forward. We have a very, very positive atmosphere. What I love about this organization is the positivity, the energy, the passion that everyone carries. So it's all about mindset. Oh, yes. Seeing the solutions rather than the problems. Yep. Let's uh, shift gears a little bit and let's talk about sustainability. How important is sustainability in your development? How do you create sustainable solutions? In my belief, we're still not as serious about it, as sincere about it. And when you see what is happening around the world, you know, in terms of uh, global warming, in terms of uh, many things, we need to demonstrate a very integrity-driven responsibility as businesses across the world and, and also at the consumer level towards sustainability because it's our planet. We need to look after it. And if you look after it, it's a beautiful place to live and have our future generations enjoy this planet. It's a very, very important subject for me. We try to incorporate that. We try to incorporate many factors. I can keep talking about it. We, and we don't limit it to just a sensor-operated energy-efficient lighting system. No, we consider ourselves as expert, thoroughbred, ever educating and learning real estate developer. We always incorporate a lot of landscaping in nature inside our communities that we built. We ensure that we don't take any gray water line from the community. We set up our own gray water treatment system. We throw it back for landscaping. We bring in uh, stuff like uh, use of uh, specific trees and plants to improve the air quality around our community. We go to the levels of using a specially designed uh, WCs with a flush system that reduces your water intake by 50%. So generally, your flush tanks would uh, consume between 8 to 10 liters of water. We bring in aerated uh, flush tanks, which uses between 4 to 6 liters of water. We're currently working on uh, mixers, how we can reduce the water consumption through the mixers that are used inside the toilets and bathrooms. We've 
through our design, we have created a very unique real estate where you have very limited and rare facade cleaning requirement. And everything is part of your functional apartment through your windows and balconies. So it reduces the cleaning of these external facades. We work very extensively on improving the efficiency of the air conditioning units through use of uh, specialized material for waterproofing and thermal control. There's no end to it. You can keep improving. You can keep uh, delivering better and better efficiency to make it more sustainable. So yes, we take it very seriously at our business and we try to do as much as possible commercially to incorporate within our projects and communities, including bringing in some plantation and greenery to water treatment to reducing the use of uh, water and electricity. So what I'm hearing you saying is that it's not just one major thing, but optimizing many numerous smaller areas or systems for an overall impact. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So what would you say are the biggest challenges when it comes to sustainable development within real estate? Talking about it for the last uh, three years on sustainability, making the projects in real estate more eco-friendly and also the construction risk, both are very favorite subject of mine because I see the challenge it will create in the future for the industry. On sustainability and eco-friendly, I think uh, two of the biggest challenges I feel exist and is not being solved uh, purposefully is availability of raw material and solutions to make projects more sustainable. And the second is the cost of it. If it is available, the cost of capital expenditure towards these solutions are very high. You have to be, I use a term called practical, you know, as the practical sustainability. It's very, very important because we don't want to end up making a home extremely sustainable, but not pocket friendly. So no one's living in there. So capital expenditure of these solutions are very high. The cost is very high. I see these two being the major challenge, the availability and the price. So you mentioned some of the drawbacks or the challenges. What would you say are some of the misconceptions that people have about sustainability and maybe particularly sustainability when it comes to real estate development? What is missing is education if in form of not just schools and colleges in a corporate life. Like for example, we've decided to hire a sustainability officer. We are bringing a resource on board who would not just go into our projects, but also the way we operate our business and the way we live in our homes and help us become more sustainable and eco-friendly. It's a culture. It's a habit. And that's what needs to be developed. And that can happen through education and awareness. And I think where we're lacking right now is the education and awareness. People do not understand the long-term benefit of it. So it's not a misconception. It's the deficit of information, deficit of knowledge that exists, in my opinion, that leads to a very economical effort being given in this direction. And I think if we create more awareness campaign, if we make solutions a bit more cost effective, make them available and let people understand the long term benefit of it. I think uh, everyone wants to incorporate it. It's about developing that culture through these avenues and uh, it would definitely be a success. Let's look at any industry for that matter. When you look at the food and beverage industry, for example, when you look at the fashion industry, when it becomes part of your culture through the social media campaigns and uh, the movies that we watch, people start adopting it, accepting it, incorporating it in their life, isn't it? So I think it's about transforming it into a culture and it would certainly become a success. We are putting in molecular effort at our level to educate people, educate our customers and tell them what are the benefits they have, the long-term benefits. I think people love it when they're made aware about it. 
I think that's so true. Adopting new standards or changing direction in anything requires that initial education to shift mindsets, to seeing things in a new way. If there was one thing that you would want your potential customers or your customers to know about sustainable real estate, what would that be? It's a very thoughtful subject to just nail it down to one thing. And I think it incorporates everything. It incorporates pretty much everything that you can think of. And I think I would just say be responsible. Or when we are responsible, we'll start understanding it. We'll start learning about it. We start uh, looking at the benefits and the long-term benefits of sustainability. We definitely want to make it part of our culture. So I would just say, let's be responsible. Through your journey within the industry, what do you think has been a major lesson that you've learned? What I've understood at a business level, this is how I look at it. As a business, I think we're a combination of four things, product, the associated services, the financial engineering, and also relationship. I think uh, these are four very, very strong uh, fundamentals that I've been able to develop uh, within my business understanding through my 20 plus years in business and real estate. At the same time, I think uh, there's no replacement for hard work, integrity, and that need, absolute necessity for improving your knowledge, for that necessity of learning and developing your skill and knowledge every day every minute. How you can transform the ambience and the people and the atmosphere around you to be inspirational. It just makes you extremely excited about uh, every day, every minute of your life. And you start transforming because you start learning, you start improving, you understand the importance of hard work and honesty within the business and then trickle it down to developing great product with associated services. Be responsible in managing your cash flows and financial engineering because as, as a business, I truly believe we are custodian of people's money. Uh, we got to be responsible before we start recording our top line and bottom line and then uh, create a strong relationship. I think uh, that's what I have learned in my business life and yet learning. I believe in uh, something that I wrote many years ago. I was attending a conference and we were asked to write on a piece of paper and fold it and put it in a fishbowl. How would you define yourself? And I had written exactly student for life as uh, what I would want to be. I try to maintain that. I try to learn from everyone, from everyone and everything around me, cats, dogs, humans, and everything. I love that. I think a drive and passion for learning is so important. We never know everything. So we need to have that keenness, that inquisitiveness, that wanting that yearning to learn, I think will help us to always be pushing ourselves forward. And as you say, to find different solutions, to find different ways so that you've also learned that in your life is fantastic. Atif, thank you so much for this discussion. It's been really interesting. It's hearing about your background, hearing about the reason for Oro24. It's been really, really interesting. And thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Thank you for having me on your show. Well, we're not over yet. Now we've come to the segment of our show where I will ask you some rapid fire questions, our version of a game show. Are you ready? Absolutely ready. What is your go-to beverage? Go-to beverage is my Spanish latte. If you could have lunch with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and why? My wife, because I can discuss everything. I can discuss life, romance, business, kids, family, world, politics, nature, shopping, entertainment. I love that. I hope she listens to the podcast and hears that. (laughs) Thank you. What is one lesson you would like to pass on, a lesson that you live by? I know we've spoken about education and learning, but is there anything else? Wake up every morning. First thing you do is you thank God that you're alive and go out there and conquer it. What is one thing that you do every day, no matter how busy you are? 
absolutely every day. I would say 99%, not 100%. Very rarely I miss out, but I try to read Quran, the holy book, every day, even if it is one chapter. Thank you very much. That's the end of our game show. You did well. Thank you for that. Now, before we wrap up, we'd like to do our Green Pool moment. Could you please share an inspiring or life-changing experience that you have gone through your Green Pool moment? One of the most defining moments in my life, and I'm so thankful I failed, this is actually a failure. And I'm really thankful that I failed because it was after my high school and I had appeared in many entrance examinations. And I consider myself extremely fortunate to be having cleared the entrance examination and then followed by that. If you remember the old age, you know, selection system used to be written examination followed by Viva. I cleared in a very good university from India, Birla Institute of Technology. And it was a life-changing experience for me because seven 20 acres of university on a hilltop. I think it was just so gorgeous just being there and learning from people because a lot of professors in there were not just professors, but they were people from corporate world who chose to become professors. It's kind of a mix of corporate and theoretical knowledge. It was very exciting for me. I Not kind of, I definitely got carried away having practiced over there. And in the first semester, I failed in one of the papers. That for me was the most defining moment for my life because it helped me realize that you know, if I don't become serious, if I don't work hard, if I don't remain honest to myself, leave aside everything else, if I'm not honest to myself, what is the purpose of my life? What is my objective? It kind of really that I distinctly remember that night was extremely defining for me. And it was that failure was defining for me. And that night was like full of thoughts. And I think it kind of cleared every doubt I could have in terms of my objective in life. I started believing that failure is an important part of your life. And that's why what we propagate and follow as a philosophy in our business over here, we're trying to develop this business for the capital market and transparency and governance becomes a default part of it. And uh, disclosure of failures, we encourage people to fail. We don't discourage them from failures. We don't stop them from failing. That particular incident changed me as an individual perspective and objective of my life, how to embrace failure, how to take advantage of failure. And I think that is my critical moment, I would say. And I continue to love failures, embrace failures and uh, how to learn from it. I love that. What a fantastic story. And thank you for sharing that. I think that message is so good. Just to close out, uh, it made me so serious about my life that I won't travel back home in my vacations, in my summer and winter vacations and winter break, summer break. I won't go back home. I'd still stick around in the university. The maximum I remember going back home was for a week. I would stick around in the university, try to learn, work hard. Thankfully, by the time I passed out, I was one of the five distinction holders from the university in my batch. So it was like uh, really important for me. Uh, It taught me the importance of failure. What a story. Definitely something to be inspired by. Thank you. Again, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I've really enjoyed this conversation with you. So inspiring, all the things that you've learned, the things that you've shared with us today. So thank you for making the time to be here. I'm so sure our audience is going to enjoy this conversation as well. Thank you for having me. Before we say goodbye, could you please tell our listeners where they can find and follow you? You can just go and uh, Google Atif Rahman, A-T-I-F space R-A-H-M-A-N on Google. You would find my LinkedIn, my Instagram. Auto24 is my company. 800-67624 is our toll-free number. You can reach out. We encourage people to come and learn about uh, real estate and the trade world from here. Regardless 
absolutely regardless without any obligation of having any kind of commercial association with the organization. We have a fun office. You would love the coffee. We are very, very emotional and sensitive about the coffee that we serve. So you'll love it uh, when you're around over here. We have a beautiful restaurant. We have a, our own chef. He cooks absolutely wide range of cuisine and really delicious and healthy. We have a gym. We have a cinema. Anytime you want to learn about real estate, construction, trade world, corporate life, we are always there for anyone and everyone. That sounds fantastic. We'll definitely have to take you up on that. Thank you again, Atif. It's been so lovely to talk to you. I wish you and Aura24 all the very best and we'll definitely be following your journey as well. God bless everyone. Thank you. If you enjoy our conversations, please like and subscribe. See you next Wednesday.